Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, good afternoon. It's your uh, Friday. We're getting into the weekend edition of the Laurie and Julia Show here on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Friday means we have our final pair of tickets to give away sometime this afternoon to see Mr. Hugh Jackman. That's right, Nice. Next June. That's I think, right. I, I think this may be. The most difficult voice of the week. Okay, oh, good. Oh, all right. Very okay. good. Save all right. The and the Hootie and the Blowfish and the Garth Brooks tickets went on sale today for their yes. respective concerts. Yes. So if you want to go, get going. Right. Hopefully it's not too late for get either going. one. Okay, so today, before we get into all the delicious gossip of the day, it is the 77th anniversary of the day the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. or is it the day that will live in infamy. Isn't that what FDR yeah. said? Mm-hmm. So, um... Uh, just a few things. So it's 77 years ago, mm-hmm. and Bill Clinton, when he was president, declared in 94 the first National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. It had always been unofficially recognized, but he wanted to make it be uh, official. Officially? So that the, it's not a federal holiday, but that the American flag is flown at half-staff in front of all federal buildings at sunset on December 7th. So that's why he made that be a declaration. So that's mm-hmm. something to know. And this is the first time uh, there are only five, I think, five survivors left of Pearl Harbor. They're all in their 90s. None of them are able to travel. It's the first year there hasn't been Some an actual survivors. survivor at the, the ceremony. ceremony today mm. in Oahu. Wow. And uh, so, you know, 183 planes was the first wave. Japanese, yeah, planes. a Japanese bomber. A second wave of 171 planes. A third wave was never deployed, and you know, to over 2,400. I think it was 2,403 military service people lost their lives in 90 minutes, and, and only 129 Japanese. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't and, that? And then over a thousand were wounded, and um. According, um, yeah, to uh, how did they, you know, Italy, you know, we declared war immediately mm-hmm. on Japan and then Germany and Italy declared war on America three days later. And He's then we responded with the same mm-hmm. thing. And that was it. And Americans just didn't expect that attack because Japan was 4,000 miles away. And um, they just underestimated the Japanese military uh, power is kind of what it's happened. Just, but it, when you think about being able to pull that off, it, it was it's, yeah. and the Japanese part genius. Yeah. I mean, because what a surprise. And, and, and Japanese and American 
U.S. relations had been tense for uh, decades because, um, you know, in the 30s, Japan declared war on China. And so there was all kinds of things that there was tension between the two countries. Then they allied themselves with Nazi Germany and so on and so forth. But, you know. Uh, if you ever get a, if you're ever in Oahu, I mean Pearl Harbor, that's an amazing uh, afternoon or morning. It is worth. Don't it do to the go. full day tour. No, no, I see the half day. <laughs> yeah, did you make your kids I, do the full I, day? I had already luckily been there. Yeah, and I like museums and stuff, but I was a, I was 21. Yeah, and I remember going and thinking, yeah. looking at the blub 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 of the oil. Yeah. out of the ship. You were and not I'm, really respectful I'm of like, it or appreciative at the time. I'm like, wow. Yeah, is this all there is? Yeah. Well, it's pretty moving when it you visit when you, it older. Yeah, and you look and at all the pictures. And you're appreciative and you yeah, have a good guide and uh, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, so we just wanted to acknowledge yes. us. But I just thought, oh my gosh. Only five. Only five and they're all in their oh. 90s. Well, 77 years ago. Well, yeah, right. And they would be the young, they would have been the 17, the 17 18 17 year olds yeah. who enlisted. Right. That's something. Right. Yeah. Great quote from the Japanese Admiral Yamamoto after the what attack. What did he say? I fear all we have done is to awaken a sleeping giant and fill him with a terrible resolve. Yeah, well, he was right about that. Yeah, it's a good (laughs) thing that they they did because we needed to get involved. Yes, they did. Yes, we did. did. Well, a lot of people in this country didn't want any part of that European war. No, I know, including FDR. It took us a long time and a lot of evidence that terrible atrocities were happening with Jewish people and other people being. You know, we knew about that. So I know. it was, I'm glad they woke the sleeping giant for that, for that. Uh, well, reason. I think Kevin Hart wishes that he oh, didn't wake up oh, yesterday geez. or today. Why did, you know what? Scaramucci lasted longer. He had nine days <laughs> in the White House. I mean, did um, we just get this announcement on Tuesday? Yes. Yeah. It was 48 hours. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, the, um, the Academy was, um, some people started texting the Academy and how could you have Kevin Hart host this? He's a homophobic dude, blah, 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 blah. And then they just asked him if he would please apologize for his tweets from, t- first of all, why do people tweet? They will always come back to haunt you why? with some of this stuff. Yeah. Send I, pictures I, on Instagram. Yeah. No, this the, is the, the thing is, is that he, his th- initial response was just like, stop looking for reasons so to be negative. And they he, just asked him if he uh, could please apologize right. again. Yeah. You know, the minute I got uh, asked to be MC of anything, if I were Kevin Hart and a comedian, and so you're already skating, you know, the, the fine funny line, line the funny yeah, fine line. Yeah. I would have been scrubbing my social media left and right. <laughs> I can't believe the he did minute, it. Yeah. The minute I was announced, like thinking, oh boy, He's I wonder. He's got money. Get yeah. a cri- crisis manager to get rid of everything. Well, the worst thing that he, you know, the really, it was like he had a tweet about, you know, he would bust uh, his son's Sense. head if he mm-hmm. thought he was playing gay. with dolls and yeah. was gay. Anyway, he didn't handle it. Uh, right away, so it was like it was a weird way to respond when people are asking you to respond to your homophobic tweets. He didn't; it was a fail. Well, then it he, was a huge fail, he and so the academy had to make the decision for him. And now, I hope we're not going to start any campaign other than getting <laughs> Melissa McCarthy 
Danny, Wanda yeah, Sykes. I hear you laughing over there. Wanda Sykes, sorry, Tiffany Haddish. There's all kinds of great we people. We would have brought in our stuff and filmed our video no, today, no, our, no. our our no, you know no. audition tape. Yeah, but wouldn't wouldn't Melissa McCarthy be a great? Well, she'd be great. She'd be really good. There's a lot of there's a lot of good options. I think a woman should do it. I, I do too, yeah. Julia. And some I, we haven't seen do it before. I just want to go back to Kevin Hart yeah. and say, you know, I think. You know, in one of his his non-apology apologies, because he was just dumb. He could have just said, I apologize for everything I said in the past. No, it says, stop looking for reasons to be negative. Stop wishing, searching for reasons to be angry. I wish you could, it just, I work hard. uh, 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 If you choose not to believe me, then that's on you. Have a beautiful day. Yeah, he just was dumb about (laughs) it. And when you apologize, you say, I'm sorry. Yeah. One and no buts. Yeah, no buts, no buts. Yeah, no, he obviously just, and he looks like he was laying in bed doing it. He was. Yeah, so it was, uh, Wanda Sykes tweeted, I think, Siri and Alexa. <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> Busy Phillips like keeps that. tweeting she's available. Oh, Busy no, Phillips. What no, no, no. she had it all over <laughs> her know. Insta account today. Stephen King thinks Patton Oswalt. Would be he's funny. a funny guy. He's he funny, funny, sharp-tongued, and he knows movies. He and is funny. Michael Ian Black said, Melissa McCarthy, obviously, I'm irritated. I even have to tweet it. <laughs> That's funny. I know it. That's so, funny. Nobody's calling Ricky Gervais at this point? No. In fact, he the thing he tweeted, the only time I'm offended by a comedian is when they apologize. I so, love no. that line. So they <laughs> will not be calling Ricky okay. Gervais. All right, fine. And I don't know if they're begging, you know, <laughs> Tina Fey and Amy Poehler on their hands no. and knees. But go ahead with the uh, new people. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy and Wanda Sykes. I don't know why I'm feeling that one. Well, or, or Tiffany, Tiffany and Maya. I think what they're trying to do is they want a younger generation because they're losing their audience. Right. To, the young folks aren't tuning in for this. Yeah. So he was a good choice for that mission. Yeah, and all of his social. Yes. 90 million people. Yep. I have a suggestion. Okay. I'll give you who, one word. What is as it? As he would call it the... The Oskizzles. Let's get Snoop Dogg hosting oh. the Academy Awards. Now that would be hysterical, Donnie. <laughs> Snoop and Martha. Martha. Yeah, there you Snoop go. Snoop and Martha. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, that's yeah. funny, Donnie. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story. We can't get enough. Everybody, that's Brandy Carlisle, who was nominated for Record of the Year. The song is The Joke. She was also nominated for Album of the Year. By the way, I Forgive You is her album. And Song of the Year. And Song of the Year. And by the way, the Garth Brooks tickets are next Friday, December 14th, only because Ms. Panda wrote it on her calendar mm-hmm. and tweeted at us. It's Hootie Today and Garth next Friday. You, they, again. Just trying to help people buy their tickets and make their music dreams come true. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. So, Absolutely. Anyway, so the Grammy nominations came out. We can, our heads are spinning. We could barely adjusted to digesting all of the Golden Globes. But uh, Lady Gaga is having a very good week because she has got, uh, in less than 24 hours, two Golden Globe nominations and five Grammy nods. I know. I mean, Gaga is getting bouquets of flowers yeah. this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't they, know. It's for Shallow. And that was the same song that they put up for the Academy Awards. It was their first. Um, the opening yes, number. That was, well, that's the release. That's the first song that they released from the Stars but Born album. is that album. the song they sing in the opening number of the sh- of the movie? Can you remember? Donnie, why it's don't you the, get it? It's the duet that they yeah, sing. Yeah, but they yeah. sing other duets during the thing. So, he, um, the one he brings her out yes. on stage. Is that it? That opening? I can't remember. It's right after that. 
It is, okay. Yeah, she sings alone, and then she sings with him. That's right. I mean, okay. they'll perform it together at the Grammys. Well, they do, may. Let me ask you, do the Grammys matter? Not really. Well, okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why they do. Okay, because okay. it seems like there's always so many controversies. They always seem sometimes a step out of touch. This Grammy seems Here's to be why, all about Post Malone, Cardi B, and Drake. If well, you, they're all very good, and they were all on yeah, fire this yeah, year. I, yeah. I, last year's Grammy, it was all about men, um, yeah, if you remember. There's a lot of women nominated. And there's a lot more women executives that have been appointed to the board. Yeah. They did a change after last year's right. Grammy. Here's why the Grammys matter. Okay. They usually put together incredible collaborations between two musicians that we would never see together. Yeah. And for that... You're watching a rock show. Right. You're watching a music show. All right. And there's not that many awards that are given out. True. And it's all about the music. Maybe and Janelle what- Monet, because she got nominated for Dirty Computer. I'd love to see her, you know, be up on stage post Malone. We well, know it's sure. great on stage. I'm sure yeah, they're right. It's and a fun show to watch. It's a fun show to and watch. And I guess it does mean something if you're it an does. artist and you they always say when someone dies, winner of 17 Grammys. Yeah. Or they don't say, they, it's not as prestigious say winner of American Music or Yeah, this, this. they never mention that. It's still that. a big deal. All right. And the one, you know, that they're saying, if you, uh, according to Vulture, the hits and misses, you know, the snubs and surprises. Yeah. Taylor Swift's reputation got snubbed for album of the year. I disagree with that because she was dominant in her concert tours this right. year. She made $345 million going on tour. But that album, no one really liked. It's okay like to not... three good songs. It's okay not to have a great album every once in a while. Right. She was hitting everything. Home run, home run, home run. Yeah, she because hit, otherwise Janelle Monet or Casey Musgraves or Brandi Carlyle might not have been nominated. Exactly. And those are very, right. really... And you know, know, and if you look at the album of the year, Cardi B, she was hot. Brandy Kyler, you listened to it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know really. Drake, Scorpion. I mean, so many of those songs are hits. Yeah. Post Malone. Yep. Janelle Monet. She had like three or four songs we really liked on yeah. that dirty computer. Casey Musgraves. Love she's that. She's the love child of everybody right now. Everybody well, loves working with her. Well, you know, she was a songwriter right. first. Right. I saw her at uh, Bonnaroo. And it was because the girl knew about her. She wrote songs for like, I don't know who, but all kinds of people in Nashville. And then, so she's one of those songwriter turned singer and she's keeping all of her songs and she's a darling singer. Remember yeah, when she did the I light like up cowboy boots She's so darling. Yes, yes, she's, she's and then just the Black Panther, the yeah. album. But it isn't the Black Panther album. I mean, the music that inspired, so it's a compilation. That seems kind of different for album of the year. To have a compilation. So it's not the movie soundtrack. No, it's it is. a separate project. Yeah, I know, yeah. but it's still okay. an unusual yeah. album of the yeah. year nomination for a compilation. Yeah, they is. don't usually do that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I hope uh, Kendrick Lamar and SZA perform. That would be kind of fun. Post Malone. I mean, yeah, I guess I think right. it'll be fun. I mean, that's what we watch it for is the performances. Yeah. Childish Gambino. Love. I was laughing at uh, the morning show. I they kept calling him Donald Glover, and I'm like, you do. I know. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Same person. No, they're the same person, but I remember when we had that realization know, that they were the same shocked. person. Shocked. But he doesn't want to be called Childish Childish Gambino. Gambino anymore. Okay, but when you release an album under the name Childish Gambino, this is what you will be nominated for, Donald. Yes, that's okay. true. And there was yesterday when they were talking about some snubs Pink, for the Golden Globes. Pink got nominated. Pink, Kelly Clarkson. I mean, yeah. these Camilla are some Cabella. Of, those are some of my favorite albums. Ariana. Yes. And they had the Billboard music event last night, and Ariana was really sweet. They were playing some of it in the morning show. Did she faint? No, she, but she got very verklempt, and Patti LaBelle presented her with whatever she was being honored. Billboard Woman of the Year. That's right. And she said, you know, it's in her voice, she was like on the edge of tears the whole time. She says, how can you have like the most amazing professional year of your life, and then your personal life is the worst that it's ever been? And, and then she said something to the effect, just know that if you don't know what's next for you, you know, she says, well, neither do I. And she said, and it's kind of, you know, because she's 24. And I, I think know, that speaks yeah. to 24 mm-hmm. year old experience. Oh, yeah, I've graduated from college. I've got my master's or, you know, I've got my degree. Now what? You know, oh. and it's like a big achievement, you know, for you. And so, like, she's had all this professional success. Her ex boyfriend overdoses. You know, he got she, nominated for his very first yeah. Grammy, too. Yeah. So, anyway, it was, kind of, it was kind of sweet. I like mm-hmm. her. I do too. I love her voice and her music, though. Yeah. I think she's got a voice. She'll be around. She's a talent. Yeah, she is. And um, Taylor Swift, she can laugh all the way to the bank because she made $345 million on her reputation to uh, tour. So mm-hmm. I just kind of always like it when Taylor, well, she was nominated for one thing. So she'll hopefully go yeah. sit next to her. Camilla Cabello, mm-hmm. and they can dance to each other's songs. Camilla had a great year, too. That was a good album for her. I know. Good songs. So, mm-hmm. Anyway, and Cardi B, you know, she had, like, blessings today. She gets nominated, and she was res- released without any bail as the order of protection was issued in the alleged strip club bartender Scandal. Attack. The attack, yeah. <laughs> the attack uh, when it's just, Betty you know. G and Jade of Angel Strip Club uh, claimed that Cardi ordered an attack. So, anyway... He, the judge gave the ladies orders of protection. Cardi left court, stuck out her tongue at the reporter. Yeah. She did. Very nice. <laughs> well, you know, she's 24 too or yeah. 25. What did she just perform at that we saw? Was that the American Music Awards? Uh, Whatever it was, she's enough. She's fun to oh, watch. Yeah, yeah. When she yes. came with the like amazing outfit on with the hat, she sort of looked like. Um, she's a flamenco dancer. Kind yeah, of. or something like <laughs> mm-hmm. that. Who was the lady who wore the fruit on her head? Yeah, Carmen Miranda. Carmen Miranda, but it was updated with flowers. Oh, it I was see. so amazing. You know, be lighter than fruit. Yeah, you won't have to worry about it falling over. All Do right, you think the-, the people that listen to this music? Outside of TV or buy it, do you think they watch the Grammys? That group of people. Okay, so here's here's That's the problem. Question. Herein lies the main problem okay. right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Kids stream. Okay. Right. One of my friends called me and she's like, 
I've got some ideas for you because I'm like, what are we getting this? You know, our kids are 22, 23. Oh, hard age. What are we getting the kids? And, and you she, don't want to get just give them cash because you've been doing that all year long. This is true. <laughs> it's a hard age. And so she said one of the things that ends is their very, very cheap college subscription to Spotify. Oh. And oh. they were having a deal on friends and family so you could buy a family account. I thought that was a good idea. That is a good idea. Yeah. I thought so. And another one she told me, earbuds. Um, what else did she tell me? But the the, the subscriptions, because that ends when you're out of college. You don't get it for like $4 or whatever it is. It's something dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I didn't know that. That's a very good idea, There you Julia. go, people. All right, listen. That was for free. For free. When we come back, we're going to talk to New York Times bestselling author Diane Chamberlain. She's written, this is her 26th book, so maybe you've read one of her fabulous books, but this is... We just, we just, we just got discovered in, we her. We just met her. The Dream Daughter. <laughs> this is going viral in a big way. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. What's this? What's the latest? What's the latest? Trending online this afternoon would be Avengers Endgame. That is the official name of the fourth Avengers movie that's going to be released in April. The official trailer is out today, and it's marking the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we know it. Also trending online this afternoon, Grammy nominations. Who got nominated? Who got snubbed? Well, it's all being discussed online today. And also in a more uh, uh, somber uh, story, Pearl Harbor trending. Uh, people remembering the events of Pearl Harbor on its 77th anniversary today. That's what's trending here at My Talk and My Talk 1071's 11th Annual Santa Project is presented by Chris Lindahl Real Estate. Bring a toy or gift to Envision Distinctive Eyewear in the North Loop during the Lori and Julie broadcast taking place Wednesday, December 12th or you can bring a toy anytime throughout the Santa Project to any Envision location and My Talk will get the toy to the Ronald McDonald House Charities in time for the holidays. More details and a broadcast schedule at MyTalk 1071.com. Keyword Santa. Donnie, the Your, weather? Yes, I have the weather. Partly cloudy. Nine for the low tonight. Yes, I'm sorry, Holly. Uh, sunny, 22 for your Saturday, and then partly sunny, 26 on Sunday. So that's not too bad. Uh, let's see. Right now, we're sitting at uh, partly cloudy and 24. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday. Well, we always know that people are always looking for great books to read and they know they can count on us and Julia and I, we just discovered you, Diane Chamberlain. A little uh, we, late. We don't know how, but we've got a lot of good uh, books to read. This is uh, your 26th book. The book is called The Dream Daughter. Um, and we can't wait to go back and read The Silent Sister and some of your oh. other books, but we were just captivated with this story. I so thanks, put it down. Thank you for being mm-hmm. with oh, us. I'm so glad. Yeah. It's such a great so story. Um, and it's just so funny that we have never really read you before. Because we read, like, we're reading Fiends all the time, and we kind of read, like, you know, Jane Green and Alan Hildebrand and, you know, like, your uh-huh. book sisters. You're, so yes. we feel slightly embarrassed that we've never had you on for one of well, your books. Well, please don't be. Okay, because yeah. well, we... We're, and, uh, I hope it's better late than never. Yeah, well, the book is. is great. So the Dream Daughter, can you tell our audience, you know, give us the setup for this the book? Sure. Um... It's, first, I should say that of my 26 books, this is a little bit different from okay. my other books in that 
there's a tiny bit of time travel in it, and mm-hmm. please don't let that scare you off. Oh, my we're, gosh. We're uh, huge fans of time travel here. <laughs> Ever since the time, uh, time traveler's, traveler's wife. <laughs> well, I know I have a lot of readers who are not fans of time travel, and they were nervous going into okay. this book. Oh. But I was delighted to hear that they they also couldn't put it down. So to give you a summation of the story, in 1970, a young woman named Carly has recently lost her husband in Vietnam and then discovers that she's pregnant. And then she learns that the baby she's carrying has a fatal condition. And then her brother-in-law tells her that he is from the future (laughs) and that he can help her get to the future where she could have fetal surgery on her baby. And, of course, she doesn't believe him, and she's thinking, where is the nearest psychiatric right. unit? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he's able to convince her that it's the truth, and the way he convinces her is by telling her that it is early May 1970, and he says in a few days the National Guard is going to kill four students at Kent State. And when that happens, she realizes that he, he has to be telling her the truth. Yeah. And so she starts on this great adventure to try to save the life of her baby. And, of course, everything goes wrong. Yeah, well, and the thing is, the thing that captures you right away is that if you could have the chance to save your child, your husband is dead in Vietnam, you know, if you could save your baby, I mean... I guess, well, why why wouldn't you? I mean, the the, it's, the fierce maternal instinct that Carly has, you know, she's just like, okay, screw it, even though it, it doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make any sense. Right. And it's, you know, it begs the question, how, how far would you go yeah. to save your child's life? How did the Which time travel, I mean, was, was that piece <laughs> first for you in the story? Or did you have the idea of Carly and... You know, 1970 you know or... My first career was as a medical social worker, mm-hmm. and I worked primarily in a maternity unit, and I would see, this was back in the early 80s, and I would see babies who were born too small mm-hmm. to survive or too sick to survive, and over the decades, I would remember those babies as medical advances were being made. And think about, oh, gosh, if only they had been able to be born now, they would survive. And so somehow my brain made a leap to, you know, what if a woman back then um, could somehow travel to the future and save her child's life that way? So I had this idea in my mind for a very long time. My agent kept poo-pooing it. Right. <laughs> but I finally got to the point where it just had to come out. You had and enough my, you had enough book success, Diane. Let's face it, your books sound like crazy and they're like, okay, I mean this is what you do. We gotta trust you with your your storytelling. Well, I think that that's actually it. Is yeah. I had just reached a level where my agent said, if it's okay with your editor, it's okay with me. And my editor, when I described the story to her, she just said, wow, write it. Yeah. So I finally got to write it. Oh. It's 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 such a you know and when Laurie was just mentioning you mentioned that and working with um you know the preemie babies if you will and seeing the medical advancements I bet that was heart wrenching on on for you. Yeah, because every year these huge strides happen. It's yeah, it's, a, it's you know a year too late, six months too late. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, and I think this is really a interesting part of the book and. 
to have the book set in 1970, 2001, and 2013. And every time we're back in 1970, I am struck at the simplicity of our (laughs) daily life compared to, you know, because, I mean, imagine going from 1970 to 2001. What? Are, you know what I mean? I know. I love that the part. The technological differences. And also one of my favorite things as I was researching, you know, what it would be like for her to come from 1970 to 2001 is that her favorite soap opera was it's not only this. still on the air, oh, but yeah. still had the same actors. Yes. It that was, just, that was, it was a great really thread. Yeah, fun. yeah. Um, do you do you think, um, you know, because we've read Necessary Lies, Laurie. Have we... We have read some of your other books because I'm looking at the photos uh-huh. here. at the covers. Yeah, but I don't. We've never talked to you, Diane before. No, but we've read your books. Um, you know, when you talked about this was so different for you and your readers, where you were nervous about that and everything. When you actually decided to write this book, The Dream Daughter, we're talking with Diane uh-huh. Chamberlain. If you're just joining us, did the actual writing process take longer? No. Um it never takes longer because my contract gives me a year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, got it. It always somehow miraculously takes me a year. Yeah. But um, it was, you know, in retrospect, I'm sure it was just as hard as my other books. But when I when I think back now, having done it, mm-hmm. it just felt like it was fun. Yeah. Oh, nice. Because it was so mind-twisty to work on. Yeah. Um, I just, in retrospect, I had a good time. I'm sure I complained the whole time yeah. to my husband, mm-hmm. but um, but it was a, a trip to write. Will this change your writing moving forward? No. Are <laughs> no. you going to? Because okay. I've written the next book already. Okay. You already have. And, um, you know, it's very much like my other books. Where okay. It's based totally in reality. Yeah. I'm curious, you know, because even from 2001 to 2013, the difference and technology and internet and all of that is really shocking. quite pointed. Shocking. 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 The 12 years that what happened in those years, you know? I know. And it took a lot of research. I to, bet it did. Because every year was different. I would look up, you know, what kind of a computer she would have and what she would be able to see on her computer in 2001. And I had to be very careful because... By 2002, it would be completely different. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That that is kind of, and it, you also made us want to. We want to go to the outer the banks. banks of, of North we want to go to Nags Head. We want. Is there really have, such have a thing? Have you ever been? No. Never. No. Oh yes, and you know the the unpainted aristocracy, the houses yes. that were the original old houses. Most of them are still there, which is just amazing. Wow, because that's really vivid. You know, you've got yeah. the setting of New York City. New Jersey and then the Outer Banks and I just was like oh man we want to go to the Outer Banks we want to see this wild <laughs> and you know now than it was in 1970 yeah but, I suppose um, and and was it important to you because I I did think that the theme of thinking about you know I remember the first time I went to the Vietnam Memorial and Julia you remember when you this, went I just went this Memorial the, Day was that important for you to just remind or just have that be part of the story about the incredible sacrifice that that was made by this country in vietnam with with lives yeah it wasn't something you know i didn't go into Into the book thinking Mm -hmm. i want to write about um vietnam 
but as the story emerged, that's the direction that it took. And yes, it was, it's poignant to mm-hmm. me because I lived in the DC area for a long time and went to that memorial many times. And you just, there's never a time that I went without getting tearful. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, and of course being in Carly's point of view, which we won't go into too deeply here, right. but um, being in her point of view really made it extra moving. Yeah, I mean, her husband had gone off to Vietnam. Yeah, I and, love this book. Yeah, People are so going to love this book. Yeah. Can we ask you, Diane, we ask everybody, what's on your nightstand or the last great book you read? Well, I'm always reading advanced reading copies. Sure. So right now I am reading um, The Wartime Sisters, by Linda Cohen Leugman, who also wrote um, The Two Family House, which you may have read, mm-hmm. which was a wonderful book. And this one I'm just starting, and she's she's hooked me already. Oh, really? And okay. then in the car, I'm listening to um, Where the Crawdads Oh, oh you're, a lot of people um, have said that's amazing. And just totally blanked. It's Delia, and I've just blanked on her last name. Yeah, you... But that's... We've heard really several good. authors yeah. say that where that that that's a recommended book or on their list or whatever. So, um, well, it's been just wonderful, Diane, talking to you. And if people are looking to give somebody a really just a wonderful book to read, um, we we have nothing but um, praise, and we're fans, and we're going to read some of your other books, mm-hmm. Diane. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being on our show. Okay, the book is The Dream Daughter by Diane Chamberlain. Maybe you've read uh, The Silent Sister, New York Times bestselling author. Um, We've got a couple copies down to give away. 651-641-1071. And when we come back, we have a feel-good story for you guys. Thank you so much. Feeling so high, but too far away to hold me You know I'm the one who put you up there Being in the sky doesn't ever get lonely Thinking you could live without me Thinking you could live without me Maybe I'm the one Hi, just a quick question for you two Yes? Did... Did you interview the author of Lilac Girls? Did we do that? No, no we did but we did. both okay. read it. Love that book. Yes. All right. Because that book came out like eight yeah. years ago or something uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, did it was a while ago. But this Wartime Sisters is being compared to that book. Oh, okay. Is that something Diane wrote? Yeah. Uh, no, Chamberlain no, wrote? no, no. The no. book she's telling us it's about. It's Linda yeah. Cohen. Uh, Lloydman. Yeah. Lindman that she's yes. reading right now. Yes, yeah, yes. The All Lilac right. Sisters is a great book. That is. Okay. That is really good. Okay, so let's have a little feel good story yeah. the other day i was watching um i think it was uh, abc and they were talking about how the um um owner the, of the, the new, new orleans, orleans saints, saints yeah had paid off a hundred thousand dollars worth of layaways at a couple of walmart which is amazing amazing mm-hmm. and of course um the gma followed it up and then they also showed they had a story about a guy in the boston area who they he they don't know who he was they just saw he had a Patriots like bomber jacket on, but he'd gone into a couple of places and, and he's like up. a secret Santa paying off mm-hmm. at Walmart or Target layaway. They don't have layaway at Target. They don't? No. Okay. I thought they should. They, they, They've never had it. They never have? Mm-mm. Just has that always been Walmart, Kmart? Well, Kmart had layaway and some other smaller stores, but Target's Target never Target never layaway. has. Okay. See what I know. But anyway, you know, people do put stuff Absolutely. on on a layaway. So here's a story about someone who was going to try and remain anonymous, 
but uh, it it was already out there. So here we go with Tyler Perry. He's played Medea in movies for years. Now he's playing Santa in real life. Actor filmmaker Tyler Perry is in the Christmas spirit to the tune of four hundred and thirty thousand wow. dollars, paying off all layaway items at two Atlanta area WalMarts. The superstar revealed his generous gesture on Twitter. I was trying to do this anonymously, but. Um Due to some circumstances, y'all know how nothing stays secret these days. Perry says he was inspired to be a layaway angel after watching our story on GMA Thursday morning featuring other secret Santas who've paid off holiday layaways at Walmarts across the country. I know it's hard times. A lot of people are struggling. I'm just really, really grateful to be able to be in a position to do this. And it wasn't just customers who were moved by Perry's Christmas gift. Who just does that? So, Mr. Perry, you are amazing. Oh, can't do this. You are amazing. And I personally thank you. My associates thank you. And I know the community thank you. And a final message and reminder from this not-so-secret Santa. God bless you. Go get your stuff. Merry Christmas. No. No, and that's when he just that. went with his checkbooks and just said at these two different stores, I'll pay everything on layaway. That's be nice sweet. to be. It's really be, yeah, sweet. It's but there's sweet. other things people can do oh, on there's way the smaller. Yeah, yeah, I know. Levels. I mean, it's a, that's probably yeah. four hundred thirty thousand to him. It isn't that much of right. money or whatever, but it's still he did it, and it's kind of a cool thing. And you forget, yeah, that is how a lot of people who don't have a lot of money. I used do to do that. Layaway. Don't you remember? I, I, I remember, remember my mom doing, doing layaway. I remember my mom yeah. doing it for like if, I don't know what the big thing might have been a sewing machine sure. or something, and at a department store and paying off a little bit because mm-hmm. she was uh, you know my mom was a stay at home mom and she got like the allowance and she would always bump up what she told my dad she spent on groceries. I think everyone does that. Everyone did it so that she Whoever's could, have a, the other she could person. have a savings. Of course. So she could do something. Something with fun some, with some extra with money. some extra money. Yeah. I can't think of anyone who doesn't do that. That's something that we don't miss from the 70s or the 60s, that. But still, sometimes when one person makes more than the other, yeah, yeah. you kind of, you know. Anyway. Yeah, you know, you uh, know. Okay, right. Mrs. Maisel, did you watch any? I did. <gasps> I watched the first two episodes. It's oh. it's amazing. How about, how about being in Paris? I would loved being in Paris, and I liked their relationship when they were in Paris. Yeah, the, the parents. Mrs. Maisel's parents. Yeah. Um, I love that Tony Schlub. Yeah, he's so good. I love yeah, him. One of my favorite actors. It's he so, really is. Yeah. I, I've just watched two in the first. That's all I've watched. I, and started the third. That's all we see in Paris are the first two episodes. So that's all I think that's filmed there. Mm. But it is so... I Casey and I are watching and I'm like, Casey, do you recognize where she is? He goes, yeah, that looks so familiar. I go, that's where we had our picnic in the gardens behind the Rodin um, Museum, which is really a big old house. Right. Um, and he goes, oh, yeah. You know, and then mm. they're doing the... Because the whole garden is filled with Rodin sculptures as well as the Gates of Hell. And mm-hmm. it's really... It's, it's If you're going to Paris, wow. it is like one of those... It's a really small museum because inside the house, if you don't even want to go in, you can just enjoy the gardens and all of his sculptures outside for a real not like seven euro, five euro. Right. And it's just beautiful. Like you saw. Oh, it's that beautiful. Park, all with these benches and there's always people eating and and I it was just having just been in Paris in September, it was just fun it just recognizing so- everything and and it, what I kind of was struck by is and how... And the costuming and oh, the hats and the, the outfits. The costumes are beautiful. It's beautiful. But what struck me is that 
here's this mom in the 50s, you know, who's sick of not being noticed by her husband or family not or anybody. Not being seen at all. And She's, not being needed and yeah. not having a job, really, besides being um, the head of, you know, the head of the household yeah. in the way that she was. Yeah. Um, and going over there and... And not needing anything because, well, she was from fr- France. I yeah, mean, I but think not she studied abroad or something. At the Sorbonne or something. Yeah, but something she, like that. But the the beauty of you don't need much yeah. to be absolutely content. All she had was a chair. Yeah. A pack of cigarettes because no, everyone smoked back then. Yeah, it's so... It was I, so, it's, I really it's, struck me the simplicity of yes. it all. Like, you don't need any of this because they live on Park you know, Yeah, New fancy York. house with the, you know, housekeeper and the cook and she does all... And then that Susie, played by Alex Bornstein, the manager mm-hmm. of Midge. She's brilliant. She's yeah. everything. Well, she I won live, an Emmy, remember? I know. Yeah, she, I right, live, yeah. Best Sporting Actress. Yeah. But her one-liners... She's... Oh my Wonderful. god! Wonderful, and she really gets a lot in the third. Or oh, I'm seeing the third episode. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of her in it, and I can't wait to go to the Catskills. But I, I don't want to watch it all real fast. Well, I don't well, either. Then don't. I you don't, don't have to police Laurie. yourself. I, it's so hard because it's <laughs> well, so you're delicious. Gonna, well, you can watch Dumplin' tonight. Yeah, I good luck. Hey, there's no way in hell Casey will watch Dumplin'. Okay, with so me. here's the weirdest thing. So we've been seeing all the publicity and the press and everything. So I go to Netflix at twelve o'clock today, and I thought I'm just gonna peek at it, see see it. And on the Netflix homepage under Originals, I couldn't find it. Yeah. So then I have to go over to the the, the spelling spelling. Oh, I hate and that. And what came up is Dumplin's. Oh, Not so it e- wasn't up. No, yeah. it's up, but it it was kind of hidden. I thought That's this weird. is the big release day, yeah, and usually this is they have it in the front box. Yeah, I, I've encountered that same thing with Netflix. It, that yeah, it wasn't because like, on Amazon, Mrs. Maisel is front and yeah. center. Well, right. I was just kind of surprised that I had to dig so deep to get it. Did you watch Dolly and Jennifer Aniston last night? And uh, James Corden. Mm-hmm. I just watched the clips online. Yeah. They were cute together. Very. Very cute. And how about George and Amal's Clooney's babies? I asked Donnie, should we post it? It's the first time we've seen their faces, you guys. Mm-hmm. They're little Alex and what's her name? I don't know what their names are, but the boy is already. a mini-me of George, George. right down I mean, to the yeah. scowling expression and the eyebrows. And that little girl is like a, a beautiful Ella. version of, of Amal. They're beautiful. We've never seen a clear photo of yeah. them. I bet, Ella and Alexander. I bet yeah. George is pissed today that... They're coming. They're staying at the Four Seasons, going in and out, in and out, and they just had a paparazzi there. And it's not against the law to take the picture of the kids' faces. It just is the funniest. But look oh. at how bad the reporting is. I can't believe Ella and Sasha are already a year and a Sasha. half. Sasha, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. This is the reporting. Yeah. Well, is it page? Is page six? Yeah. That they got. But I just appreciated the. And photo. it says on the cover, twins Ellen Alexander. Xander. So they just changed. The copy right. throughout. Right, right. <laughs> oh my, that's hilarious. It is. By the way, her boots that she's wearing, $1,000. Well, it, I'm it, amazed that so. she could wear that high of a lace-up boot and carry a toddler in, in she's each 36. arm. And then she's 39 and we each did with wonderful. the bear. When did we quit wearing real heels? 36. That's when you stopped? I. So did you, Julia. No, I'm shorter. I lasted a little longer. Okay, maybe you did. I All right. I lasted until like 45. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, listen, we'll be back with uh, Shazam.